Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, a church that desires to live, speak, and serve as the very presence of Jesus in the Harrisburg region. Sermon B-Sides is designed to be a resource to help us deepen the conversation about this week's sermon and answer questions that may be helpful to accomplish our purpose. Hey, welcome to another B-Side podcast. My name is John Robinson. I serve as one of the pastors here at Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And my name is Matt Luloyan. I serve as a pastor here at Liberty Church as well. And great to be with you on this Easter Monday. Yeah, uh, happy Easter to all of you. Grateful to be able to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, yesterday at Liberty Church. And uh, many of you were here and joined us for that. Many of you were able to go and do that and worship with family or friends and other places, uh, but grateful to be to be part of the church established by the risen Christ. That's right, man. That's uh, It was... Uh... I think it was said yesterday, it's the culmination of um, really, you know, the life, death, and now the resurrection of, of Christ that, that we get to celebrate, that we uh, get to continue to celebrate also each week as we, as we uh, re- rehearse the gospel, yeah. as we believe the gospel, as we are reminded of the gospel. Hmm. Um, we get to be reminded of that because of the resurrection, and that is that is really the culmination of of the Christian life and, and experiences is, is the resurrection of Christ. And so, mm. yeah, it was a good day yesterday. Yeah, um, we, yeah. Had, we had great weather. I mean, Lord is gracious to us, and that, that always and, that always helps. It just feels more celebratory on like a really nice sunny spring day yeah. in Pennsylvania to have uh, to be able to celebrate Easter, to be able to be outside a little bit, breathe in a little fresh air. That's right. And we were able to be outside a little bit yesterday too. We had. Uh, Coffee hour we did, yeah. Uh, in between the services, yeah. So it was it was good to to be in the back parking lot. That's right, and uh, hopefully a preview of things to come in the not so distant future there, where we can uh, yes. reinstitute a regular regular coffee hour for for those of us who um, you know, have acceptable addictions like <laughs> that's coffee. Right. That's right, uh, caffeine, that yeah. caffeine, caffeine. Uh, uh-huh. Those are those are missed times for they sure. Are. It's also just really good to to see each other and uh, to connect. You know, we've. You know, as as many of you guys know, like with with a lot of the the COVID stuff that we've tried to navigate well, like um, we've missed some of the face to face moments, times to connect. We, we yeah. get a little bit of that between services, but yeah, um, to have something where we can kind of gather together and uh, see each other and catch up, and what a beautiful day to do that, and not just the actual weather of the day, but but in the celebration of the resurrection. So yeah, grateful yeah. for all you guys who were able to make it out yesterday and. Uh, for those of you guys who who still weren't able to, like we miss you guys, and and really hope that uh, we will be able to see you soon. Yeah, absolutely. And we were in Acts chapter nine yesterday, John, yeah. um, uh, looking at um, the most famous part of that passage is the conversion of Saul, Saul of Tarsus, mm. and this theme though that runs throughout Acts chapter nine, where the risen one Jesus Christ says, "Rise" mm. to four different mm. people. So, of course, Paul, Saul is the most famous of those four, uh, but he also says rise to Ananias. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then through the Apostle Peter's ministry, uh, in, in the name of, of Jesus, he says to a man named Aeneas, rise mm-hmm. from your bed, make your bed. And he says to a woman named Tabitha, rise from death, rise yeah. in resurrection. Yeah. So, um, so Acts 9 uh, was a great text to be in on Easter Sunday. Absolutely. Celebrating the risen one. As if it was planned. As if we may have planned that one out. I think we did plan that one out. That's a good one to plan out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, like, man, like, even in that, like, so grateful for the ways that 
that scripture um, testifies to itself, and hmm. um, you know, even in this, where we can see, you know, we can see the resurrected Christ um, so so prominently pronounced in Acts chapter nine. Yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, man, I, I think I think yesterday was just a great reminder of that. The the calls to uh, to rise, you know, that rise to new life for Paul, to uh, forgettable faithfulness for um, Ananias, uh, sorry, Ananias. The, the Ananias, Ananias, back to back. They're yeah. tough, man. They're mm, tough. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, mm-hmm. rise to, to restoration and then rise to resurrection with Tabitha. Yeah. Mm. I think those are, those are great reminders for us. I've definitely felt, you know, some connectedness in some of those. Mm. Uh, Matt, was you, as you were kind of working through, um, preparation uh, for this. Any one of those in particular, like stand out personally, like for you. There's a couple. Um, I mean, it's always a gift to be able to reflect on your own story. I don't have a dramatic conversion moment like Saul on the road to Damascus. Um, I'm my story is one where I look back on my life and I don't I don't remember consciously a time that I was not desiring to know God and to follow after the things of God. So um, so it always is, though, a joy to remember to see the, the beauty and the grace of God at work in the process of someone's conversion. Um, in my case, even when I don't know that I could ever pinpoint a particular moment of when God gave me a new heart of flesh and took out my old mm-hmm. heart of stone. But um, so that was one. I think the other, I mean, all of these in some sense, um, I really, really... Um, processing, you know, personally for me, I was thinking through like how I've seen these in my own life, mm. but, um, with some good friends of ours, uh, so one from our church and one from our neighborhood, the, the reality of an imminent death of the mm. end of, of earthly life for them, um, probably in the not so distant future, one probably in the next few weeks even, and, and mm. then one probably in the next six months, mm. um, that's just been weighty for, for me and for Shay and for our family. Um, recently, and so this idea of Jesus saying rise and resurrection, um, not that I've ever seen a resurrection like Tabitha's or Lazarus or Jairus's daughter mm-hmm. in my lifetime, but just the reality that Jesus has the, the, the power, the, de- the demonstrated power over death, over the grave, will one day call each person to rise. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just that's just been really meaningful and powerful uh, for me personally. As I get to sit with and have the privilege of just sitting down with people that are near, almost certainly the end of, of their earthly life, mm-hmm. and it just puts that in, in a different kind of perspective. It just mm-hmm. um, that that though this is the end in in one significant way, uh, it is not the end in any way um, mm-hmm. in um, in terms of rising to life in the kingdom of God forever. And it just really has reoriented, I think, uh, it recalibrates and gives me me perspective in the moment for how important it is to live in light of eternity every single day, to mm. to not be so consumed by present-day circumstances that that I forget um, that all of our life is, is pointing to and is building to uh, eternity with God, with Jesus yeah. in, in his kingdom forever. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so I think that maybe of of the four is one that really was was um was in my mind a lot this week in in preparing. Yeah, that's man, that's that's weighty for sure, you know. I think the realities of of death um really cause us to evaluate 
life, mm. um, what we're doing. I think so many times, Matt, like the the ways in which we um, just kind of walk through life with no consideration of our own mortality mm. um, and even the mortality of those around us can can really um, can really cause us to lose focus on on what is ultimately that of, of greatest significance yeah yeah you know and, and I, I feel that in, in the ways in which we um, even get to celebrate on, on Easter resurrection um, and what that means, kind of bringing in the realities of, of the fact that there will be, there is a resurrection of the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and those who are in Christ are are raised to a new life, a life uh, free from sin, free mm-hmm. from death, free from pain, sorrow, and tears, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, and that man, like, may we never lose sight of, of our own mortality. Yeah, yeah. I think that speaks so much to even the ways in which we we view our our, our friends and neighbors, mm-hmm. um, the necessity for people to know and experience the good news of the gospel in their own lives. Yeah, um, that we are um, that we are bodies with souls. Yeah, you know, and that, that there is an eternal um, there's an eternal significance to to each person. That's right. So, yeah, man. That's right. And, it, you know, of course, coming, we're, Saturday was the end of Lent, was the end of, of a season where we do pause and reflect and consider our mortality. Right. And then we get to, we do get to really celebrate on Easter Sunday, even as we started uh, reciting together the Apostles' Creed, which we'll mm-hmm. do now for this next this next season. Yes. Uh, we've been, been reciting the Lord's Prayer, praying the Lord's Prayer together, and now we're going to recite the Creed where it says at the end, uh, I believe in the Holy Catholic Church, the community of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and... The resurrection, the resurrection of the, of the body yeah. and the life everlasting, and so you've got you've got this um, this culmination celebration that truly gives hope um, that gives hope to us that this is this is not the end uh, that there is a resurrection of the body. Jesus is the the first fruits, the firstborn from from the dead, and uh, we we will rise one day like him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and just to kind of even look at these experiences, you know, Paul's. Paul's conversion story being one of those that, man, if you were to take extreme conversion stories, um, his may top the list. For sure. Oh, man. Um, as far as, you know, you, you referenced 1 Corinthians 15 and, and his, um, you know, and his summation, what I think is like one of the best summations of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um the uh, the recounting of God's promises through through the scriptures, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know to one who was untimely born, yeah, um, yep. Christ even called him, mm-hmm. and so like that um, that conversion of of Saul, you know, to really his his new life and and even given a new name, mm-hmm. um, is so so drastic, right? But but. But does that man like I, I struggled with that as a kid, mm, right? I struggled sure. with that as like, yes, you know, I think even in a similar way, you and I have a, a similar background and story to, um, you know, raised in the church by by loving and faithful parents mm-hmm. who, you know, whenever the whenever the doors were open, man, we were there, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I was there's there's a comedian that's like I was I was so I was 
I was so integrated into like being at church is like I might as well have been born like on the front pew. Like, <laughs> you know, I've been there since since I you know could breathe basically. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you know there's there's this there's this life um, of of consistent uh, pers- you know pursuit of God for sure. Maybe not pursuit on my own end, but like hmm. you know this whole like life that is relatively obedient, you know, hmm. in, in, a, in a way. And um, I always felt like my story, when people shared testimonies, that my story was like subpar. Sure. Right, because I didn't have this major conversion story. I wasn't persecuting the church. Mm-hmm. I wasn't killing people. I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't have like this huge addiction. I mean, I, I came to faith at yeah. seven. So if I had an addiction before seven, sure, like, my parents were probably pretty... Sure. Pretty irresponsible. Sure. So, um, yeah. But, you know, so yeah. like, yeah. So like there's this, there's this sense of like, yeah, that, that's always been true. But, um, but even, you know, even that there is, there's great significance and importance in seeing God's faithfulness there. But there mm-hmm. are instances like this where God takes people and just flips them around 180 degrees yeah. and just walks them in the complete opposite direction. Yeah. And I think the thing that stood out for me, um, this week is, you know that that God was preparing Paul. He was also preparing Paul for suffering too. Like his yeah. life, although he was antithetical to Christianity and mm-hmm. Christ, like his conversion was not going to be uh, peaceful either. Yeah, and so there was, no, there was not. that piece of Paul's conversion that that was really striking as well. Yeah, that's right. I th- and I, um, yeah, I mean I, that I. I connect with that man on on feeling always like you you have kind of like an inadequate testimony like it's not it's not a cool enough testimony or story. I think where I've where I've where I've grown maybe in my perception of of this idea that all is grace so that there's so much that was building into Saul's life this this line that he recounts later in Acts 26 that Luke doesn't put in here in the Acts 9 account of the of his conversion but where Jesus says to him, Saul, why are you kicking against the goads? It's like mm-hmm. even even his whole upbringing and foundation in Judaism, even his training under a man named Gamaliel, who we never actually get evidence in Scripture that Gamaliel becomes a Christian himself. Mm-hmm. But like all of that ends up being this, you know, these goads mm-hmm. uh, metaphorically that that Jesus is using to prod Saul to faith in Christ, mm-hmm. and all is grace. All of that is right. this is grace of God. Where, like, you know, as you just rightfully so um, testified to, the grace of God evident in parents that pour their life out for their kids and Absolutely. churches that do have their doors open enough for people to show up and be part of the life of the church, mm-hmm. that, which is so formative in people, which is um, there's a, you know, there's a way that, that we can disdain the specific way in which the grace of God has reached us or kind of create hierarchies. Uh, Paul Miller, an author, would refer to them as failure boasting charts, where you're always kind of placing yourself above or below other people mm-hmm. uh, based on how cool you think your story is or how right. tellable your story is. Where, man, all, if if we really start to see how powerful the grace of God is and how it has been at work, whether or not there's a dramatic conversion moment, it, it leads us to rejoice in our stories because yeah. they're really God's stories. They're really right. stories of God's right. grace. Yep. And then on top of that, there's, you know, like, so, yeah, rightfully, like, you didn't have the the, the pre-seven-year-old addiction. I'm glad you didn't, you know. Well, thank you. you yeah. <laughs> I was really hooked on those Lucky Charms, <laughs> those Lucky marshmallows. Charms That's right. But what, so this is the other thing that I think uh, we can we can unwittingly kind of take on and absorb 
from, from dramatic conversion moments. And, and the tribe of Christians, which I grew up in, the theological tribe, was more prone to this, where like there was a moment of dramatic conversion. And like in that case, it was always alcohol or cigarettes. And like the person right. poured their alcohol down the sink or pitched their cigarettes over the fence and mm-hmm. that they were a new person. Yeah. It's like, well, okay, what happens to that person when they're back on alcohol a year later? They're mm-hmm. back on cigarettes a year later. Mm-hmm. Now they're a Christian, but now they're a Christian that picked up an addiction or restarted an addiction since they became a Christian. Right. Is that like, oh, so are they are they not? So I, 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 yeah. I th- when you can actually zoom out and go, all is grace, uh, mm-hmm. if you are able to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart mm-hmm. that God raised Jesus from the dead, um, if you that 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 is that is reason in and of itself to believe the Holy Spirit is is powerfully at work within right, you, right. and all is grace, including the continued identification and rooting out of sin, mm-hmm. and even deep hidden sin that hasn't manifested itself externally until later in life, and then shows up, and you're like, well, you don't have to go back and go like, I guess I need a dramatic conversion moment now. You right. can still see how how all of all is grace, and God's yeah. grace just continues to pursue you. Yeah. Um, through that yeah the dramatic conversion man like even as you're saying that the thing that comes to mind you know, i said this yesterday was like there's nothing more dramatic than when god takes someone who was dead and yeah. makes them alive that's right regardless of what was happening yeah in their death yeah right like that is in and of itself yeah. miraculous that's right that is a that is a divine act mm. um that takes god's doing and something that we believe and we see in Scripture that he has established before the foundations of the world mm-hmm. to do that. And, like, like praise God for that. Um, yeah, I, and I just, you know, I hear so many people as they talk about, like, you know, conversion stories. And, like, hey, my conversion story is just not all that sexy. Like, sure. yeah, yeah, actually, no, it is because it yeah. is it is God working in you. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, we, we did a lot of. Um, work in ministry with guys who were, um, you know, in NA and in um, yeah. AA, and mm-hmm. um, and like, man, like we talked to them about like conversion stories, and those are those are, they're they're tough. Man. Yeah, yeah. But so many of those guys were like, I wish I had yours. Sure. You know, I wish I had your story because yep. you would not believe how hard my life has been. Yeah. Um, and, yep. and you should be thanking God for for the ways in which He has, you know saved you from some of this mm-hmm. stuff and man like that was for me like a game changer yeah um to see like god's faithfulness through that and yeah. yet we still when we see guys like paul and we need to rejoice in conversion stories that happen in that way in the same way that we also rejoice in the the child the young child who professes christ yeah that's because right because the same the same thing is happening spiritually there's a dead person coming to life in Christ because of the grace of God, because of the resurrection of Jesus, ultimately. Yeah. And so we see that. And man, like, can even, even in um, Ananias, right? Yeah. You see Ananias's story is like, there's nothing like extreme about that. It is, yeah. it is forgettable faithfulness. Yeah. And so like, you know, as yeah. we've, as we kind of looked at that, I was like, man, like that is, that's that's a that's an important thing to hit on. I'm glad you did mm. um, hit on that pretty pretty heavily yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, just the ways in which yeah, so many times it's it's difficult to be faithful. It's mm-hmm. difficult to be um, 
vulnerable to to follow what God is is telling you to do and to be obedient to that. Yeah. And uh, you know, you're not you may not be the person who has the uh, the book deals, you right. know, or you get to write scripture or anything like that. So yeah. like, you yeah. know, Ananias didn't he didn't get that. Mm-mm. Paul did. But Paul wouldn't be there without Ananias, That's right. right? I mean, like, he wouldn't be there without God using Ananias to get to Paul. And so, mm-hmm. praise God for Ananias. This Ananias. This Ananias. Yeah, not the, the other. One. Oh, no, he kind of ruined the name. Yeah, yeah. kind of ruined the name in Acts. But this Ananias. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. So we don't even really find out anything about this guy, like how he even became a disciple in Damascus. Right. So you have the sense that he was not one of the guys fleeing there, that he actually had been there for a little while. Mm-hmm. We don't know for sure. But if that's the case, um, yeah, like how did the gospel reach Ananias? And so yeah. we, so there's a lot of obscurity around other characters that we start to meet in, yeah. in Scripture that we really don't get a whole lot of background about. But yeah, absolutely, where his, his, um, his moment, you know, uh, his, his receiving this calling from Jesus is specifically, you know, requires a ton of courage, requires him really stepping into the welcome of the gospel, extending the welcome of the gospel mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. an enemy that has now right. become a brother, and he calls him Brother Saul, mm-hmm. and and then essentially um, disappearing from the limelight, him becoming, you know, Saul, Saul starts to, as it says there, grow in strength, mm-hmm. and he starts to just kind of take off and become super effective in Damascus initially. Right, right. And and then, you know, of course, from there to Jerusalem and then back up to Tarsus for a while, and then we'll, we'll see him again in a couple mm-hmm. chapters. But he becomes, you know, in many senses, great. He becomes uh, known. He becomes uh, recognized and respected uh, and a prominent figure through the rest of the book of Acts where Ananias doesn't. So the idea being that I, you know, it, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's, that's just kind of, you know, I'm showing my cards as to my own um, pride and self-importance that I've, that I've seen in my life through, throughout my years growing up in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the other part of maybe the, the shadow side of that testimony where it's like I start to read myself into Scripture and the characters mm-hmm. of Scripture. And, of course, who do I see myself to be in Scripture? Well, people like Saul. Like I'm going to be the sure. – I'm going to yeah. be that guy who, yeah. like, gets to be, you know, who, like – has ambition and takes the gospel to where Jesus is not yet named and does right, big things right. and risks big things for for God and his kingdom. And there's an element of that heart that I think is, you know, risk is right when it's courageous and faithful. The part of it that's not right is with the fixation on what that gets to look like and how recognized that becomes and the yeah. appreciation you receive for it. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I think a few people do have become chosen instruments. That's that's Luke's word. Uh, that's Jesus's word that Luke records here. Mm-hmm. Uh, a chosen instrument to carry his name to the Gentiles and to kings and even to the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Um, some people become known for that, household names. Many, 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 many more. You never know their name. Yeah. But they ju- become just as much a chosen instrument uh, of Jesus yeah. and used by him for his purposes and the yeah, I mean the the 120 in the upper room, right? So you've got like this group. It's not a long list. I mean, 120 people. Yeah, it's 10 times the amount of the disciples. Like you think we could record that? If you look back in, you know, Chronicles. Um, yeah, look back in Numbers. Like we've listed of not a, a lot of names here. There's a lot Matt, of names. A in lot those of names. Books. We could have listed the could've 120. Listed could have done it. But they didn't. Because, like, it really, you know, to get your name written down is not the point. Like, to live in this 
faithfulness that is somewhat obscure, like, you know, that's that's where the beauty of the gospel is, you know. It's not mm-hmm. always the, um, you know, the Paul, the Peter, the, the John, the ways in which these guys, you know, mm-hmm. and rightfully so, I think we need to have some of those guys to look to. I think, you know, there's guys even modern day who we look to and go like, man, like God's doing a lot of great things in and through them. We also don't see a lot of the things that are happening in their own lives. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the the church is is not built on their shoulders. It's built on Christ's shoulders. And, That's right. Um, and we need to remember that it's 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 everybody. Like there's everybody has a, a part of this and, mm-hmm. and needs to be a part of the building of the kingdom. And uh, it might be faithful obscurity, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, uh, forgettable faithfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm, love the Zinzendorf quote. You know, yeah, preach the gospel, die and be forgotten. Yeah, um, yeah. What a great reminder for us that it's not about our own fame and um, not about our own name. Mm-hmm. You know, to uh, to be to be uh, remembered mm-hmm. uh, or to count or to be the person that changed the world as the yeah. modern vernacular and a lot of Christian conferences go, like, you're going to be world changers. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, when you change the world, like, talk to your neighbor about the gospel. Yeah, man, that's right. Um, and and that is that is faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Uh, love your children and your family well. Mm-hmm. Teach them the gospel. Mm-hmm. That is that is faithfulness. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. That's right. Trust Christ in this moment today. That is faithfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, these are, these are the things. Not preach to a conference or have a, a huge following on Twitter, the the TikToks, mm-hmm. you know, all of these things. Like you can you can be faithful to the gospel mm-hmm. um, in an incredible way, just inside of the the relationships that God has placed you in already. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's good. That's good. And I even you know on that point in particular, as you guys have opportunity to talk in Bible study groups this week, um, probably not a lot um, of folks in our church aspire to like necessarily become famous authors or conference speakers or things like that. There's probably a few of us out there that have had those kinds of things and have, have wrestled with that. So, um, of course, feel free to, to get into that. But where, where all of us, I think, can, can, fe- can feel this is in the recognition and appreciation of your labors. Mm. So the way, you, the way each of, of the people in your Bible study group, you know, seek to, to serve other people, um, seek to serve their own family or their friends even, and just kind of show up in their, in their life and try to be faithful in those places – it, God often uses our service to expose the bad motives of our service. So we, we pour ourselves out and we labor for other people. And then when those other people don't receive it the way we want them to, don't appreciate it, we don't get some kind of recognition, we don't get um, you know, thanked in, in the way that we really would like to be thanked, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden like we get upset or frustrated by that or we really wrestle with that. We maybe want to quit serving them. We're like, well, if it's not going to be appreciated. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to do it anymore. Right. Yeah. And that exposes like the, the the impure motive that that lives there in yeah. our own mm-hmm. service of people. So I think, um, you know, certainly if you have if you've had aspirations of these grandiose things that you've had to wrestle with and 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 struggle through the motives of, um, feel free to get into that and talk about that. But really, where I think this applies to everyone is, you know, where do you really? desire recognition and appreciation and you don't get it and, and what does it look like for you to 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 process that you know through the lens of 
you know, forgettable faithfulness. Mm -hmm. Ananias is Ananias's true servant mindset here of, um, I'm going to do what Jesus told me to do. Sounds like this guy is going to become way more, you know, way more known, um, and, and recognized than I am. Yeah. I think one of the other things about, you know, Paul's story is that, man, God did use, he did lay that, 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 uh, incredible groundwork for him. You know, we, we probably wouldn't get Romans had Paul not been so uh, familiar with the Old Testament and the ways in which, you know, he he pursued being a Pharisee among Pharisees. He, yeah. He knew the law. Um, and so much of that is like, man, like, understanding the Old Testament helps us see the gospel so much mm-hmm. more clear. And mm-hmm. so, like... Yeah, grateful for you know. Be grateful for the 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 life and the testimony that God has given you, the the ways in which He has equipped you for your work, because really, ultimately, those are the ways in which He's going to continue to use you um, and redeem all of those things for His glory. You know, if you're really good at at something like, there's probably a way for you to see God redeem and and restore and hmm. use that for for His kingdom. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I just I think there's there's a ton of that even to explore in groups of like how, what has God gifted you and and how can you mm-hmm. how can you be seeing that as as a as a work towards um, either redeeming those things, seeing restoration happen, or using those gifts towards uh, the glory of Christ through building His kingdom. Hmm. I think there's a ton of stuff, Matt. We could get more into it. We even left out Aeneas and Tabitha and yeah in our review, but you guys jump into that this week. We are we're about out of time, so we want to just thank you again for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah. yeah, have a great week. Have a great week. Hope Bible study group discussions go well. And we'll uh, see you back next next week. Yeah, see you.